now, it's time for the Tim Donnelly Show on the talk of the New River Valley. 1017, 1035, and 1460 WRAD. Good morning. Happy Hump Day. Tim Donnelly Show. Talk of the New River Valley. WRAD. 101.7, 103.5, 1460 AM. Bright and early on a Wednesday morning. If you stayed up to watch the Hokie basketball game last night, well, uh, then you're probably dragging a bit, not because it was late, just because it was draining to watch. Uh, and we appreciate you for for trusting us to maybe get your day back on the right track after last night having it knocked off kilter a bit. So, uh, so good morning. Thank you for joining us here on WRAD. Do want to remind everybody that coming up in about two hours, we will have a, a Roth report featuring Bill Roth, but also Louise Baker from the Long and Foster team at Long and Foster, or from the Louise Baker team at Long and Foster. It's early. We'll we'll get it going. Uh, Louise Baker from the Louise Baker team at Long and Foster. Both will be live in studio, so we'll have that coming up in just uh, just under two hours. In the meantime, however, we need to make sure that you are covered and all of the news that broke overnight and yesterday in the sports world, just in case you find yourself in a conversation. This is Gotcha Covered. No one has time to catch all the games. Don't worry. Tim will get you covered. And I can't believe it actually happened in Major League Baseball. Uh, you just get done with football season. You look at baseball and and chaos ensues. Mookie Betts, David Price, uh, as long as all the medical clearances take place, are on their way to the L.A. Dodgers in a straight cash dump by the Boston Red Sox. A major market team sending two gigantic names packing because they simply want to save a buck. And, and the ironic part is the two centerpieces of the deal that the Boston Red Sox will be getting in return, Alex Verdugo and Bruce Dar Gratterall, if everything breaks right, if the Red Sox have everything in this deal break their way, they might be half as good as Mookie Betts and David Price. They're getting an outfielder and a pitching prospect who, if everything breaks in their favor, health, development, opportunity, success, if everything breaks in their favor, they might be able to hold a candle to an MVP like Mookie Betts, to a Cy Young Award perennial candidate like David Price. I don't get it. The Boston Red Sox, I probably would have started trading like first cousins and maybe third and fourth born children before I would trade Mookie Betts and David Price if I were the Boston Red Sox. They need to get it figured out. Saving a dollar is not that important in the long run when it comes to costing your team wins. Elsewhere in trades, not in baseball, but elsewhere in trades, NBA has a absolute blockbuster, one of the biggest trades in the history of the NBA, not biggest in terms of impact or importance or or quality of names mentioned, but just pure quantity of names involved. The Rockets get Robert Covington, Jordan Bell, and a second-round pick. The Hawks get Clint Capella and Nene. Uh, The T-Wolves get one first-round pick, Malik Beasley, Juan Hernan Gomez, Evan Turner, Jared Vanderbilt. The Nuggets get one first and four players that I'm not even going to read their names of now. Here's what I have to say about the trade deadline coming up on Thursday in the NBA. Expect more deals. Never in the NBA have we had more teams that know exactly what they're doing. This team is tanking. This team is going for it. This team needs this player. This team needs a post. Everyone is very, very obvious in their intentions. 
the the tanking era guarantees that. So there will be teams willing to take on big contracts in exchange to in exchange of accepting assets along with those big contracts. They'll tank it out and try to survive. Meanwhile, the big bullies who are trying to win are going to be looking to to dump. Uh, weights dump the anchor that is holding down their roster it's going to be a really interesting trade deadline over the next 24 hours in the nfl jacksonville the jaguars i don't even know why we call them jacksonville anymore turns out of their eight home games they'll be playing three-fourths of them in jacksonville and a fourth of them in london two consecutive home games next season will be being played in london the city of jacksonville has a legit gripe here the reason you put up with having an NFL team, right? The reason you support having an NFL team is partially because those eight home games a year, there's going to be a huge influx in cash being spent in your city. People that come in for the game, they got to stay in hotels. They got to buy things at restaurants. They spend on merchandise. They're running around. They're using the the public transit. They're, they're paying for cabs and Ubers. And guess what? You don't get any of that money when it's all being spent in London, if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, you might as well just see you and go make your home in London. Uh, Hokie fans, listen up. The Hokies got absolutely schmalacked by Georgia Tech last night, 76-56, and I don't even know if it was that close. The uh, Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets shot 44% from three. The Hokies shot 17% from three. And the Hokies are supposed to be the shooters. Uh, Jose Alvarado went for 20 points for Georgia Tech. Uh, Tyrese Radford and, and Landers Nolly led the Hokies in the mid-teens. Uh, the Hokies are in a bit of a free fall, but I'm going to try to stay level-headed with it and say they are young and say there is reasons to, to uh, not pretend like the sky is falling. But I will say this as well. I believe they have to go back and watch some of their early highlights. It looks like it may be a, a dearth of confidence for the Hokies right now. They're putting the shots up, but not with the same vim and vigor as they were earlier in this season. Uh, National Signing Day is also today, the final National Signing Day for the 2020 class. Don't expect fireworks from the Hokie football team. Last two years, they got Dax Hollyfield and Doug Nestor. Nothing like that coming this way today. Once again, that was, of course, Scotch Covered. Start off the show here on the Tim Donnelly Show on WRAD, the talk of the New River Valley. 101.7, 103.5, a.m. Myself, Tim Donnelly, and producer Lobro are live inside the Mockadoos studio. Guests and callers do join us on the Baker Team Hotline. That's 540-639-4900. 540-639-4900. Before we talk about the news coming out of Major League Baseball involving Mookie Betts and David Price being on the move, uh, I want to remind everybody bright and early about the Valentine's in the Valley contest we're running at WRADradio.com right now, which means you have an opportunity right now to be online for a minute and potentially win yourself Pan- a, a Pandora Valentine's necklace from PR Sturgill Fine Jewelry in Radford. If you don't know, if you're not a jewelry person, just know that Pandora is nice. Uh, dinner at Preston's at the River Course. If you don't know, just know the food is delicious. Uh, a makeover at Inside Out Salon in Christiansburg. If you don't know, just know their services are incredible. Uh, a golf uh, golf outing for four at the Pete Dye River Course, including carts and green fees. 
Uh, I do know, so you should go check it out. It is a wonderful, wonderful course designed by the late, great Pete Dye. Just passed away recently, one of the legends in, in the golf course designing game. And then treats from the Blue Ridge Fudge Lady Shop in Pulaski. If you don't know about fudge, Lowbro will tell you. Fudge is good. There you go. Uh, to register to win all of that as part of our uh, Valentine's in the Valley uh, contest, win the ultimate Valentine's Day, register uh, on WRADradio.com. Simply sign up online at WRADradio.com. There are no big hoops for you to, to jump through. You just sign up. It's that simple. You don't have to sign up and submit a picture of your kid doing something cute or uh, write a, a essay on why your significant other deserves. You don't have to do any of that. Yeah. I mean, we're hooking you up and like, but we can't help you if you don't help yourself. Exactly. Help yourself. Help me help you. Help me help you. Simply sign up online at WRADradio.com by February 9th uh, at midnight. But why wait? Do it right now. You could win the ultimate Valentine's Day prize from the WRAD Talk Network. Now, let's talk Mookie Betts. You know who got, got the ultimate prize? The Dodgers. The Dodgers. And and imagine being the, the general manager of the Dodgers or the, or the, you know, whoever orchestrated the trade for the Dodgers and going down to Dave Roberts' office, right, the, the manager of the Dodgers and saying, Hey, so did some shopping for you, got you a little something, um, you know, no need to reciprocate. You don't have to give me anything in return. And, oh, what did you get me? Um, the second best player in baseball. I'm sorry. I, what happened here? I just, yeah, we just traded for Mookie Betts. Well, what did you trade? Did you trade half of my roster? Well, no. It looks like we're going to keep most of the roster. We we gave up some prospects, maybe Jock Peterson, but uh, but but you're getting Mookie Betts. Oh, and by the way, did I mention also David Price? And we're going to get some money to help pay for David Price's contract. What is going on with the Red Sox? And and I understand the logistics of it, right? I understand the logistics. They had to get below certain money thresholds because the owners have given a mandate to the, the general manager. But you don't trade Mookie Betts. You do everything in your power to not trade Mookie Betts. You you start selling blood before you trade Mookie Betts. Right? The anytime you trade for a prospect, anytime you trade for a minor league arm, anytime you trade for a, a minor league center of the the the, the defense prospect, right? A, a, a middle infielder, a center fielder, a catcher. Anytime you trade for one of those guys. Best case scenario, if everything goes your way, if, if, if the player stays healthy, if they get matched up with the proper developmental coaches, if they jump up into the majors at a time where, where they're going to have opportunity and get at bats, best case scenario, they turn into Mookie Betts. Best case scenario, they turn into Mookie Betts. Imagine trading. Have you, have you ever seen, uh, you ever gone to like a county fair where they do like the 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 produce awards, where uh, yeah yeah, yeah. You, like best you, first prize. They prize. bring in like the biggest pumpkins, right? Yeah. And it's like, here's a giant pumpkin, and whoever has the most giant pumpkin gets the first prize. Imagine this is what they're doing. They're trading the county fair winning giant watermelon for a watermelon seed. It's like, yeah. If you if you water it, if you plant it, if it's got good genes, if it it could grow into a 
county fair winning watermelon. But you're trading one that's already a winner. Mookie Betts won the most valuable player. He is the second best player walking this earth. He is the best player who doesn't have a a fish species as a last name. And you just traded him for someone that might one day become a top 20 player in this league. Maybe. If everything goes right. Likely maybe a top 100 player in this league. And Alex Verduga. And and you traded David Price, granted who you would have had to pay a bunch of money, but you get back Bruce Dargratterall, who... Uh, by all accounts, I've, I've never seen him pitch. He's a minor league pitcher. But by all accounts, the the analysts are saying has a wide uh, variety of potential outcomes. Could end up a starter. Could end up in the bullpen. Could end up an all-star. Could end up a run-of-the-mill player. He's, he's a great prospect, but he's a prospect. He's a guest. He's a lottery ticket. You're trading sure things for lottery tickets that might turn into sure things. You should trade everyone else on the roster, everyone, before you trade Mookie Betts. I would package J.D. Martinez, David Price, Dustin Pedroia, Nathan Eovaldi, Chris Sale for a bag of peanuts before I trade Mookie Betts. And I'm not even talking about the good peanuts. I'm talking about not honey roasted, unsalted, Shuck them yourself. Peanuts. Not even ballpark peanuts. I, I, I do not get it in the least. And actually, I do get it. You know what it is? It's cash. It's money. It's greed. And I'll tell you why even that isn't a good uh, defense for what the Red Sox are doing when we come back. Stick around. Hokie News Hashtag Hokies ACC News A team like Duke Who went on to lose to everybody by a billion An opinion This year is finally the year Where this program is without a doubt Justin Fuente's program More of the Tim Donnelly Show next On WRAD Tim Donnelly Show back on the talk of the New River Valley WRAD 101.7103.5 1460am as well Mookie Betts, David Price, appear to be on the move to, to, to the Los Angeles Dodgers. The most obvious uh, uh, motivation for sending one of the, I mean, like, if we are being as negative as possible on Mookie, Mookie Betts, one of the three best players in baseball, right? That, that's like saying, you know, he's, he's well below what I believe the, the consensus is on him. He's the second best player in baseball. Uh, the the most obvious motivation is that they want to get under the competitive tax threshold, want to save their owner money, and it was a mandate coming from the one person who doesn't have a boss in the Boston Red Sox organization, which would be the ownership. Right? There's someone in every business who doesn't have a boss. Everyone else kind of has to answer to above. E- even if most of the time they have the, the, the rights to make unilateral decisions, right, like a GM or something like that, they still have to answer to someone above them. And when when a, a order comes down from the person without a boss, you usually have to listen to it. So the Red Sox, people without a boss are saying, get under this threshold, you know, save us this X amount of dollars, no matter what, right? That's the only way 
Bloom, the, the, the decision maker for the Red Sox, even consider shipping out Mookie Betts. The other thing is he was on his last year of the contract. They weren't making progress on a deal, $120 million apart. And, and the Red Sox believed if they didn't get something for him now, he would walk in free agency and they would be left in a lurch. Nonsense on both accounts. Erroneous on both accounts. If you can't make the money difference between an average player who's like, I mean, it's not like the person who you replace Mookie Betts with is not going to make any money, right? So if you if you can't make up the difference in cash on the back of having one of, if not the most marketable player in baseball on your roster, then something is not only wrong with your business practices, your PR team, your marketing, but also baseball as a whole. I would argue Mookie Betts is not only the second best player in baseball, he's got a little bit more of a personality, a little bit more of a a, um, marketability than even Mike Trout. He might be the most marketable player in baseball. If you can't make up the money to to be able to pay him whatever you need to pay him in in stadium advertising, in, in advertising of other forms, and merchandise sales on the back of his play, you need to increase your business practices. And the other thing is, if you're worried about it only being a one-year contract, I'll put it this way. Kawhi Leonard lived in Toronto for like eight months. You won an NBA championship. Would you be all right with that? Mookie Betts already helped win you one championship. Would you be all right if he won you another one this year? Even if he left, would he? If you build this season the way you think you should and could build this season, do you think he would walk? It, it's just like the transfer portal. My argument is not that no athletes should transfer. My argument is that athletes should transfer if they want to, and teams should make it so they don't want to. Mookie Betts can leave after this year. The Red Sox should put it on themselves to make it so Mookie Betts doesn't want to leave at the end of this year. You don't let these guys go. These guys, meaning one of the top two, three, four players in baseball, go without making them like knock you out and leave when you're unconscious on the ground. You have to fight, claw, tooth, and nail to get him to stay. Do whatever it takes. Well, they messed that up. They did. They sent him packing. And, and to me, it's a coward's way out. It's, 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 well, we needed to save the money and we had no option. You always have options. Always have options. Everyone should know that. Oh, we had no choice. Our hand was forced. Nonsense. You keep Mookie bets. That's where you start and you figure out where to go from there. Let's take a break. When we return, uh, speaking of trades, the NBA trade deadline is coming up tomorrow, and, and there's some movement already. Stick around. Tim Donnelly Show continuing here on the talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, 101.7, 103.5, 1460 AM as well. We are live inside the Mockadoo Studio. Guests and callers join us on the Baker Team Hotline, 540. Go ahead, Lobro. Oh, 639-4900. Did you just have to look at it? No, it's oh, actually okay. not even over here. 
Your eyes dropped down to the phone. I thought you were. I was like, I was like, what? Did, uh, for a second, five four zero six three nine four nine zero zero. I was just pop quizzing low I bro thought, here. I thought by looking at the phone, I would remember it, and of course, I remember it. But at, at uh, it's six thirty five in the morning. Pop quiz for low bro. Maybe we'll mix those in from time to time. Oh man, just see how you're how you're doing. Pop quiz. Have you seen Tommy Boy? No, I have not. Pop quiz. Have you seen Zoolander? No. Pop quiz. Have you seen Step Brothers? Okay. No, I have. Pop quiz. Have you seen Happy Gilmore? No. Pop quiz. Have you seen any movies of note? Uh, no. The answer is no. Tommy uh, Boy was on TV last night, but I. You didn't watch it? It came on at like 8 o'clock. I had to go to bed. First of all, judging by how tired you are this morning and trying to <laughs> snag naps during commercial breaks, I know for a fact you weren't up, uh, you weren't in bed at 8 o'clock. Okay, I may have watched a little bit of Family Feud instead. Family Feud over Tommy Boy is a travesty. Um, what? Let's look at uh, let's look at the NBA trade deadline, which is coming up tomorrow. Um, there, there's been some some interesting storylines, right? Andre Iguodala is feuding with the team that is currently uh, his employer, the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, his former teammate Steph Curry got involved. His new teammates started uh, bickering with Steph Curry, all centered around wanting to get a deal done by the trade deadline. Then there's this like massive, massive trade. It seems like these trades never happen, right? Where it's like, okay, we can't make it work, so let's bring in a third team. Okay, the three of us are getting closer, but we can't make it work. Let's bring in a fourth team. Okay, now we can all make it work, and we have picks from other teams that we're going to be sending around. The The NBA had a trade that, uh, if you were listening into the, the Gotcha Covered segment of the show, is absolutely bonkers. Um, it's the biggest, meaning... Most players and draft picks moving trade since Patrick Ewing was traded to the Seattle Supersonics. Um, and Patrick Ewing is now the head coach of Georgetown and has been a coach for ever. Um, the Rockets get Robert Covington, Jordan Bell, and a second round pick. The Hawks get Clint Capella and Nene. Uh, the T- Timberwolves get a first round pick, Malik Beasley, Juan Hernan Gomez, Evan Turner, and Jared Vanderbilt. The Nuggets get a first round pick and Four players as well, none uh, of crazy note, but still four players is four players. That's a big trade. And you know what it is? It's interesting because all four of those teams are in different places, right? All four of those teams are in tremendously different places. And because of that, and because those exist uh, throughout basketball, I think this is going to be a really interesting 24 hours. Um, if, if every single team, and this is how it was in like the nineties, right? When it, when it was a shooting guard and, and big man league, right? When everyone wanted Michael Jordan or Shaq or Patrick Ewing or Reggie Miller, or, you you know, everyone wanted a score on the perimeter and a score down low. And everyone played similar styles of basketball, right? Everyone wanted Carl Malone. Everyone wanted Charles Barkley. Uh, for down low, everyone wanted Michael Jordan. Everyone wanted Reggie Miller. Everyone wanted Clyde Drexler. Everyone wanted the same style of players. When everyone's, you're not going to have trades, right? You're not going to have any trades when the Phoenix Suns go to the the Jazz and say, "Listen, we want a big post player," and the Jazz are saying, "Oh, we were going to come ask you if we could get a big post player." And and then they're like, all right, well, let's go talk to someone else. And they each go talk to the Bulls and the Rockets, and they say, we would like a scoring two guard. And they're like, yeah, so would we. So would everyone. There's not going to be many trades there. 
But but this in this era of basketball, you have the the Hawks who desperately needed size, right? They have Trey Young, they have John Collins, they have Kevin Herter, uh, and, and they're saying we need a big guy. They get Clint Capella. You have the the Rockets who are saying, listen, we'll play a game which they've done recently without playing anyone over six feet six inches tall. Which to us might be like, well, 6'6", six, six, that's huge. But in the NBA, that's a tiny lineup. So what do they do? They go get Robert Covington, another uh, stretch wing who can shoot the three but is not overly sized, which keeps them versatile, and they give up Clint Capella. Right? You look at the, the Hawks, they're in kind of tank mode. They're good. They're good for the future. So they get a 25-year-old. And Clint Capella, who they're going to have to pay a bit of money now, but they're not going to mortgage their future on anything. The Rockets, the the Nuggets, they're willing to go right now. They're in win right now mode. Teams are in very different places. Tanking teams want to take on bad contracts to get picks and young prospects. Teams that are going for it are willing to give up picks and young prospects to get rid of money so they can improve their team right now. It's, it's, I mean, I know it's not fantasy, fantasy sports, uh, and it's more complicated than that. And contracts are more complicated, but anyone that's ever played fantasy sports knows if you want, let's say you're playing fantasy football and you, your roster needs a running back and you have an extra wide receiver, extra quality wide receiver, you go look at everyone else in your league's roster for who has crappy wide receivers. And then you offer them, I got this wide receiver. Are you willing to give up a running back? Right there, the, the supply and demand explains itself. You don't need an economics degree and graphs to show you that if you want to trade, you need to find someone that wants something different than you, that wants what you're willing to give up. That is all over the NBA. I would argue there's like no teams that want the same thing. The Sixers desperately need shooting desperately but they have 611 Ben Simmons 73 Joel Embiid 610 611 uh Al Horford right they have these giants they have Tobias Harris who's 67 right they have these giants that they could probably part with because they don't need all of that height so they have to go find a team that has a whole bunch of shooters that can't get open because no one has to respect their down low presence. Like that's how this all happens. And it's going to get crazier before it gets more normal. I love deadlines. Not when I'm under them. I used to hate them in school, right? Where on Monday you're looking, ah, I got to turn this in Thursday at 1159. Right? Always that midnight midnight deadline used to hate them right because then I'd put them off till Thursday night at 10 and go oh crap I got two hours but when other people have it like and then you get it done right that's what deadlines do they make you get it done and then you know from 10 to 12 you're borderline superhuman as as you get the work done uh there's there's quite a few borderline superhuman NBA GMs right right now that know they need their their job depends on the success of their franchise depends on their ability to finish the assignment before midnight. Their ability depends on, uh, excuse me, their job depends on their ability to make a move to increase their team's chances of winning by tomorrow. 
Make it happen, Captain. Take a break when we come back. Jacksonville. How would you say? Ready right now. Right now. Jackson, oh, no. say the Jacksonville Jaguars in a British accent. You go first. No, 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 no. This uh, is you. Oh, uh, see, it's going to come out Australian. It's That's gonna, fine. Jacksonville. Jaguars. 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 <laughs> All right. Oh, they're man. headed to London, and they're going to be talking like that, maybe. We'll talk about it when we come back. He can't wait for Space Jam 2. So, what do you say we go for a little spin? The Tim Donnelly Show returns next on WRAD. Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show on the talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, 101.7, 103.5, and 1460 AM. Okay, um, before we get to Jacksonville, and, and, and we will talk about Jacksonville, tweet just popped up that I have to bring up. Guy named Brandon Dunson, at BM Dunson, Dunson, D-U-N-S-O-N. Uh, in his Twitter bio, calls himself an assistant men's basketball coach at Cal State Fullerton, former Arizona State guard and graduate, Bloomington, Illinois native. So he's a assistant college basketball coach. Tweeted this out. Noticed a player tonight while scouting another kid. At halftime, I called a coaching friend and told him he should keep an eye on him. Basically, this happens in, just to, to put my own, this happens in college sports, right? If it, um, it's happened with me, right? I, I was at a Maryland camp, and actually James Franklin, who's now the head coach of Penn State, um, called me up after the camp. It was a one-day recruiting camp, uh, and he said, listen, tremendously impressed. We already have a quarterback that is committed in your class, so we don't have a need. I just wanted to let you know I'm calling everyone I know in the MAC, the, the Mid, Mid-American Conference, and telling them that there's someone out there with, with – um, you know, uh, 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 with with talent that is going underlooked, uh, underseen. I was like, appreciate that, right? That's something they do. That's a coach that is genuinely interested in helping kids even when it doesn't help themselves. That's awesome. So Brandon Dunson comes out, first sentence, first sentence and a half, I'm all in, right? He's saying, listen, I saw a kid that was being underlooked, being, not, not being seen, and I called up another friend and I said, hey, you should check him out. Second sentence is where I have a problem. By the end of the game, I called him and told him, never mind, after sitting near the kid's father. Parents, don't ruin your kid's opportunities. What? How about this, Brandon Dunson? You don't ruin a kid's opportunity. Kid can't pick his, his father. Kid can't pick his mother. Kid can't pick his uncle. Kid can't pick the community he comes from. But you can still pick the kid. You can still pass along, hey, he's a good player. And then the, 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 the feeling that you need to go on Twitter and publicize this as if you're doing some kind of justice to the world is, is real high and mighty. That kid may work every single day to get to live out his opportunity in spite of his father. Or maybe he agrees with his father. Or maybe he's working so hard so he can get out of that community and not be around his father. You have no idea what that situation is simply by watching a kid play basketball and hearing a father in the stands and and making assumptions on, on someone else's dream based on that little bit of information is irresponsible of a head coach. You don't know what he and that father have been through. Never mind, don't recruit this kid. 
His dad said a few things in the stands that I don't like. Come on. It's not the kid's fault. Anything that was said by the father. Wait, like, let me, let me ask Brandon Dunson this. Cal State Fullerton assistant coach. Dad yells something reckless out. Kid runs up into the stands and says, Dad, I told you a hundred times, shut the blank up. Now are you recruiting him? Now, now does he go to the top of your list? No. What, what was it like? He's playing a basketball game. Coach, one second. I got to go tell my dad not to say these things. It's going to ruin my recruiting. No. Be smart. Judge the kid on the kid. Don't judge the, the community and put that on the kid's re- permanent record. Right? You, you, <laughs> you imagine this story, right? Uh, you know how every old-timer has the story of, ah, the scout was in the stands, I was going to make it to the big leagues, and I blew out my knee, right? They, and I, I got mono. And like every, every old-timer has the story of the one thing that was out of their control that kept them from their dream, kept them from playing. I was going to be drafted by the Yankees, but I tore everything in my, my knee up. Imagine, imagine this kid 20 years later. I was going to play Division I basketball. Scout in the stands. He was telling everyone about me. Then my dad made a comment, and everything fell through. Wait, you didn't do anything? No, no, no. I was hardworking, respected the officials, led my teammates, but my dad made an offhand comment. Ruined everything for me. Come on, Brandon Dunson. Be better. Uh, Jacksonville, real quickly here before the top of the hour. Lobro, can you go ahead and give me Jacksonville Jaguars are playing in London in a British accent? Are you serious? Yep. The Jacksonville Jaguars are playing in London. The the playing in London wasn't bad. Uh, Jacksonville should be heated. They're playing two games, Jacksonville is, two home games in London this year. First time a team has given up two, two home games. First time a city will miss out on all of that foot traffic two times. Um... It's 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 kind of one of those poo or get off the pot scenarios, right? It's it's yes or no. Either you're going to become the London Jaguars and and your Jaguars Jaguars Jaguars. How do you? I I've been told I pronounced that incorrectly. Jaguars. Jaguars. I, 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 I think I, I might I say, say Jaguars. Or I say Jag. I don't know. It depends on. I've been told. I say, I've been told I say it funny. So if if you're out there saying I say it funny, I apologize. Um. Mm-hmm. They're either going to become the London Jaguars and, and figure out a way to be over there all the time, or they're going to stay in Jacksonville and have to own the fact that they're in Duval. Right? Their, their marketing campaign is Duval because that's where they play. Their hashtag is hashtag Duval, but they're going to be doing that in London. So who are they playing? Is, is there a, so is there another team that has to go to London as well? The away team the away team will go yeah, whoever they're playing will so, go play. Okay. And it's actually a huge advantage for them on the field, right? Because they play over there every year and they've gotten into a routine and they know what hotels to stay in and they know how to deal with the time difference and and the other teams don't necessarily have that as down pat. So maybe they're doing it for wins, but but 
gosh, it would be frustrating to be a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. Especially, like I was telling you off air, like if you were a season ticket holder and you like look forward to that every year, and exactly. then you, two of your games are taken away from you. And and not only that, it's like you associate with the with the state you're in, right? The Dallas Cowboys are synonymous with Texas, right? The the Charlotte or the Carolina Panthers are you know built in the image of of, of Charlotte. The Atlanta Falcons, the ATL, Hotlanta, right? They they all mix together into into a, a pot. Um, Jacksonville, I don't know. There, there's going to be a whole bunch of people sitting there and you know tea and crumpets. Uh, Big Ben, uh, God save the Queen, and also uh, Minshew. <laughs> God save the Queen, and also Gardner Minshew. I, I don't know if if, if that's how they were expecting it. I have no idea. One more time. Jacksonville Jaguars, British accent. Jacksonville Jaguars. There you go. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Hokey Hour here on the Tim Donnelly Show. Stick around. Stick around. 